What was that? Bloop, bloop. Uh, that was me joining the stream. Is that a good uh, Discord impression? Yeah, nope. actually, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's not at all. Good. They changed their sounds, though, over Christmas. It was kind of awful. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel hated it. Like the like Christmas-themed? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Oh, hello there. We didn't see you there. Hello there. Come on in. Welcome to Star Wars Total Rewatch. So as tradition with us, of course, when we reach a nice little break point, uh, as we are here between seasons three and four of The Clone Wars, we like to branch out, you know, spice things up a little bit with the review of something that's not quite um, what we're in the middle of. Yeah, primarily we are talking about televised and filmized, cartoonized star wars but there's so much other stuff out there this is gameized <laughs> gameized there you go yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so uh welcome uh i'm cody i'm daniel i'm aaron today we're going over star wars republic commando which is a first person shooter which came out in 2005 it's more of a tactical game um that you know it's a single player game but like you can order your squad around. You've got your three other clones. Yeah. There's not an option to play like as other like other members of your team simultaneously. Like people play with you. No. It feels like there should be when it's all set up as a team. No, I know. Right. Imagine like a four player co op. Oh man. They talked about it uh, a little bit, but they just didn't have uh, the the time to Yeah. To go into that. Well, that's what the remaster is for, you know. Come on. I mean they I guess they did. They did do some work because they put it out on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was pretty recent. I mean, it's older, but it's still, it's totally playable on modern settings and still, it doesn't... It's an older game, but it checks out. <laughs> right. They think, thank you. It's still, uh, still worth the play if, if uh, anybody enjoys first-person games. Would recommend. You can pick it up really cheap these days, so... You can pick this up on Steam for $3.50. That's right. The Lunar New Year sale, so... Until February 3rd, so... Pick it up. So in 2005, as far as what was happening in Star Wars, that was the year that Revenge of the Sith came out. Oh. Yeah. Or the movie came out in May. The game came out in February, so before it. But also in February was Knights of the Old Republic 2. Wow. So February 2005. Good times for Star Wars. Yeah. Well, that's what, what what struck me. I mean, okay, I'll say I, I didn't play it, but I watched some the cutscenes <laughs> at least. Right. Um, so I've got a little bit of an understanding of, of what's going on with this. But um, I guess what struck me is just this is the perfect time to be talking about this game as we're covering the Clone Wars animated series because... There's so much stuff in the series that feels like it came from this game. Oh, yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. directly. Yep. Which I, I hadn't realized that. This is, I think, the deepest dive into clones that we got until the Clone Wars show. Yeah, in Attack of the Clones, you see them, you know, through a yep. window, but like... What are they doing down there? We don't know. This is showing the training scenes. It's showing how they just how they operate on missions, and most of this is stuff we didn't see in any of the films. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So as the uh, 
title would suggest you play as a Republic Commando. I've heard people talk about Republic Commandos, and I've been wondering, what are Republic Commandos? Well, I would tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. Whoa. I was trying to do a little Anakin. <laughs> I don't know who you're being. Yeah, yeah. Cody was doing Liam Neeson from yeah. Taken. I have a certain set of skills. Yeah. yeah, so one thing to note, I don't know if any of you guys watched the kind of, there's a documentary on the making of this. Um, I didn't know. No. It was interesting. But basically, in the beginning, all they had really to go on for making the game was episode two. And in that, right. the clones are all just like faceless, you know, they're just these guys that don't have like any personality. And so they pretty much made the game where all the clones are pretty much the same. Like all your squad mates didn't really have a personality and they're just like, oh, hop, yeah, hop, hop, yeah. one, two, hop, hop. But it was George who recommended that, hey, no, give them some variety and, and make them like really unique and being able to tell them apart and stuff like that. Right. Like there can be, they can have their own unique personalities despite being clones. Yeah. I was reading that about um, prior depictions of stuff about the Clone Wars, like some of the novels dug into it a little bit before the prequels were made. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but like uh, in in the Thrawn books, there's some clones that come in and they said okay. kind of a similar thing. Like they kind of felt like uh, that also had made the clones seem too much like not really individuals, hmm. almost like robots or something. Sure. You know? And so when it, yeah, again, with Attack of the Clones, George Lucas wanted to make them seem like these are real people. They have personalities. It's, it's a good idea. Um, you basically go through this game with your core squad, you know. Yeah, your, let's talk about the squad. Your squad mates. Uh, 07, 40, and uh, 62. So you play as Boss, who's the, the boss. Well, yeah, yeah. And you have Scorch, 62, Fixer, 40, and Sev, 07. Yeah, these characters are just so well done. Like, they feel so real. I love it. That's That's... One of the great parts about this game is just the interactions yep. between uh, the squad. One hundred percent. They just they they completely feel like a battle tested squad that have just been through everything, and they're just they're just good good battle buddies, you know. Mm -hmm. and the writing is fantastic. Oh yeah. Did you get that, Aaron? Do you, do you know them? Did you? Can you tell <laughs> them apart? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell them by their voice. Yeah, I'm I know. Not by sight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Scorch is like the joker of the group uh he's voiced by the guy that played karth in the first knights of the republic which is pretty fun too huh okay is it red red green or red blue red <laughs> put some quote uh, would you like a large or a small crater sir just get us inside without killing the squad okay scorch <laughs> and then uh um, we got the sev who's kind of the like the dark and brooding the gruff one He's got, yeah, really dark humor, kind of, too. He's the sniper. Where's Sunfeck? In the next room, boss. And don't worry. I saved some targets for you guys. And then uh, Fixer is just kind of like the... Kind of by the book guy. Yeah. Like, more so. He's always telling the other two to watch the chatter. Computer whiz or kind of guy, too. I don't know. That's the way he strikes me. Mm -hmm. Got the chatter, Seb. But boss is who you play as, the leader. And he's voiced by Tamira Morrison. I wondered if he was. I could hear that accent. Alone against all these droids, they don't stand a chance. Oh, I, and speaking of the accent, I never really thought about this in Attack of the Clones, but like you hear the 
Kaminoan Tanwi talking. Yeah. She kind of has like an Australian. Actually, it would be like a New Zealand accent, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where it's from. And I was thinking like, well, okay, does Django have that accent? I suppose he kind of does. But it's like the clones would not have picked that up from him yeah it's not like inherent in your dna how you to have speak. an accent <laughs> yeah so that okay. they it actually is like the accent of camino oh it just sound happens to sound like a new zealand accent okay <laughs> imagine if like the geonosians had made the clone army yeah, all yeah. To each other. yeah. they would speak like insects <laughs> there's this intro sequence which kind of just goes over uh, what it means to be a clone. The training montage at the beginning of the game is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Aaron, what was your what was your uh, first thoughts of just like seeing the whole? Um... Yeah, I mean, I think that was my first thought. Is just uh, wow. I feel like I've seen all this in the show, like especially some of those episodes, like Arc Troopers and Rookie, uh, Rookies yeah. and yep. Clone Cadets and those guys. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't uh didn't realize how much of that had already been established here and i don't know the very beginning just where you're like you open your eyes and you are being told welcome to the world you will be a clone soldier that's that was very creepy actually i think uh seeing it from the clone's perspective just made me kind of think a little harder about like the morality of this (laughs) you're basically saying you're okay um we are just telling all these people your life's purpose is to be a soldier public. for us. Yeah. And we're going to help you do it. But, like, I don't know. That, that, was, that was weird to me. Mm-hmm. We saw, like, a couple shots in Attack of the Clones. Like, there's the one where the young, uh, like, Boba Fett age clones are, like, at these computers. And now mm-hmm. we see it in, from the first person, you know, view. Like, you are one of those kids. I mean, the, the Star Wars touches on it from time to time <laughs> is this a good thing to do is this a bad thing to do but it's never the focus and it's not here either it just but see that's the thing is that you're you're supposed to go wholeheartedly into it because like if you're going to start picking apart the whole concept of having a clone army you 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 lose all the fun of any <laughs> of this stuff well this this game has a really kind of gritty war zone tone to it you know like war film Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah this is pretty awful like it does make you think about that seeing it from their point of view right like i'm watching a world war ii movie and like obviously it would be better if world war ii hadn't happened (laughs) but it did so like let's enjoy the 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 story it's not fun to think about it no the war but it is is very uh gripping okay yeah yeah exciting uh but the one thing that i feel the game does really well is it actually makes some of the bigger droids actually feel like a threat. Like when you when you actually have to fight a super yeah, battle droid. Yeah. He's like they're really scary. Yeah. You're right. They should feel scary. But for when a clone, yeah. We only see when yeah, all we see most of the time is is Jedi who take them out with you know, without hardly having to think about it. It kind of makes me not take them seriously. But like you should. If you're a regular guy or even a soldier like these guys coming up against those droids, uh look out. And this game is broken into three, um, I guess, acts, you can call them. Um, and then there's like several missions that you kind of go through in each act. But the first act takes place on the, as the first battle on Geonosis. And then the second one takes place on a derelict um, assault cruiser uh, acclimator that was mysteriously lost and then reappears and you have to go investigate. And then the third act 
takes place on Kashyyyk. Freeing the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. Mm. Interesting. We get these like text titles between missions. It's kind of like an opening crawl of each mission. It, it's almost like an opening crawl, only it doesn't crawl. It doesn't crawl, no. Opening fade. Opening text narration telling you what's happening in each act. So we'll, we'll go ahead and read that. The Republic's secret weapon, a massive clone army, is deployed for the first time against the Separatist droid forces. Far above the carnage, the elite commandos of Delta Squad prepare for their first mission. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the, the first battle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you thrust right into it, and it's awesome. I like how they call it the Republic's secret weapon. It was a secret even to the Republic. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, this is the first battle of Geonosis from Attack of the Clones, which is kind of fun to just see it again. Totally different perspective. Yeah. I felt like we're seeing it. Um, I, I guess I want to say I feel like I'm understanding it better. Right. Mm. In Attack of the Clones, you don't, I don't know, like, all of a sudden the clones are just there, kind of right. like, you know, <laughs> they swoop in at the last second. It doesn't feel like there was a big plan or anything. It was like, yeah. just let's just throw a bunch of clones at them. <laughs> well, and at that stage, we don't know anything about the clones, really. Yeah. We saw them on Camino, and then here they are, and then there's a battle happening, but this this feels like... It's like um, very organized. We've already gotten to know who the clones are, here are the characters involved, now we're sure. going, we're setting out on the mission, here's what the mission's gonna be, and here we are on Geonosis, and oh, this is kind of cool, because we're now we're tying into, we know uh, what's happening in episode two is happening somewhere on this planet simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of fun. I feel like I've got a bigger picture of, of uh, or a better picture of the Battle of Geonosis. Yeah. In the movie, it's like they just show this, you know, huge army. And you're never, like, really getting fine details about you know, what what is this squad of clones doing? What, like, what's their specific mission in this whole mess of a battle? Mm-hmm. And, and here it's like, okay, so like, like this is just one team of many, I'm sure, that, you know, yeah. going, going around, each have their objectives. The ultimate goal of uh, taking over Geonosha, taking out their leaders. Yeah, so there's, um, there's what, there's three main um, tasks that the Delta Squad is tasked with. Yep. The first is assassinating one of the top Geonosian generals. Sunfac. Which is kind of cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, going after enemy leadership take them down right exactly exactly because this is this is very critical to the outcome of the battle you know uh sun fac served as pog of the lesser's chief lieutenant oh quote-unquote second in command his position was evident in his insect-like wings oh apparently the wingless are the lower caste workers oh man makes sense they get turned into zombies right right what we saw in the clone wars uh what they do underground in uh, Geonosis. Creepy Geonosian queen. We can have like these creepy little Geonosian baby things that come charging after you out of the eggs. So, right. So now we're going underground and they're in a Geonosian birthing chamber. I was waiting to see the giant queen. <laughs> yeah, well, right, right. It is kind of like that setting. This part is gross, though. Like, I don't know. Should I feel bad shooting 
bug eggs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess those little things attack you too. It's like, I mean, it reminded me of that in the Clone Wars episode where they were actually like flamethrower to all the geonosians. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really don't treat them as like sentient beings. Well, you may see the in a later series see the geonosians uh, in a slightly different light. I think it's in Rebels. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, Rebels does a couple episodes on Geonosis, right? It's just like awful, though. It's like, yep, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna shoot them and burn them yeah. and kill their babies. <laughs> they just treat them like they're ants or flies or something. Yeah, yeah. That's another one of those things where I, I think um, when Star Wars wants you to get into the morality of it, they will let you know. Right, and right. when they don't want to deal with that, uh, then we just don't. Killing younglings. Uh, how could you do that? <laughs> um, and then the third one is taking out a droid battle cruiser, one of the big Luger Hulk class ships. Yeah, one of the big sphere ships. Yeah, yeah. Concentrate all firepower on the nearest starship. <laughs> That's a Yoda. Oh, yes. Quote. Sounds like the kind of thing Yoda would say, right? I don't know. I always felt like the the lines where Yoda is like directing the troops around don't sound like Yoda. They no. sound like they wrote them for a soldier character and then just like swapped the verbs and the nouns around. But they don't. They don't even do it for that line. Think, so it's even. I don't think that line even, no, no, <laughs> it, which is very strange. Because yeah. I, I think Yoda knows that the clones wouldn't know what he's talking about if he's. Just <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna make a. Makes a I'm gonna make an effort, effort yeah. a real effort here to to remember what order people want to hear yeah, yeah. these words in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we covered the Geonosis missions. Yeah. So if we wanted to move on to the next. To the second act. The second one. So now it's been over a year of sustained fighting has stretched the Republic's forces dangerously thin. Delta Squad finds itself in constant demand for increasingly hazardous missions. On the outskirts of Separatist space, a missing Republic assault ship has reappeared. The veteran commandos of Delta Squad are dispatched to investigate. It is the uh, prosecutor again. Mm Mm-hmm. Chaken Cluster. Interesting. Chaken Cluster. Do we know anything about that? Um, I don't know. Someone's going to have to open up a new tab. And... I thought I had a tab open. but The Chaken Cluster contained the Corbantis system, but I think it's really only mentioned in this game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Sometimes they'll like say, oh, yeah, this took place here, and it's like near another planet we've heard of, which is kind of fun. It says the last time they had contact with the ship, it was in the Corellia sector. Right. But that was uh, a couple of weeks ago. What kind of a ship is it? It's just uh, the uh, Acclimators. Yeah, Acclimator class uh, yeah. ship. The big triangle. Big triangles. Yeah, you get to do some uh, zero-G insertion. Right. The ship is just kind of sitting there. It's great. Like, you don't know what you're going to find in there. It's quite spooky. They just send the commandos in. Oh, I love though they talk. The commandos are like, look at the condition of these this ship. There's Minox everywhere. It's disgraceful. <laughs> <sighs> Minox in the torpedo bay. Our ship thieves could stand to learn something about Republic discipline. Deltas, report in. 
Any signs of life? Seven here. I've got nothing. This is Delta 4-0. No life signs yet. 6-2 reporting. Nothing but Minox, sir. <laughs> it it's disgraceful. Like, they have their standards. Military standards. I can't believe it. Yeah, like, you should be able to flip a quarter off this this torpedo bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta crawl through a lot of spooky corridors and ventilations and it's a, you know it's just like classic kind of like the star destroyer corridors basically oh, yeah. climb into a, a you know trash compactor obviously at one point right the detention block that's what i was trying to think mm. yeah this is where you get the the droids that drill into your head <laughs> yeah yeah you split up with the other commandos so you're like on your own you're hearing them over the radio like getting these droids jumping on them uh, I wanted to point out, this is, uh, I think Scorch is on the radio. He uses the word freling <laughs> as like an substitute <laughs> curse word. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? No. Well, I mean, I you couldn't repeat it if you had. <laughs> I think it was created for this show Farscape. <laughs> really? That word? And they used it all the time in that show. Just to keep the rating down. Oh. Because I've never heard that in Star Wars before. And I was like, is that like a type of creature in Star Wars? But I think it's that they just did it for fun. That, that was a kind of a joke curse word from Farscape. <laughs> yeah, but you pretty much just walk around and slowly see all sorts of dead clones or watch clones get murdered out of sight or watch your teammates get taken down and captured. Um, basically, what's what's happened is ship has been hijacked by a bunch of Trandoshans. But yeah, yeah, I like the Trandoshans is also very relevant to a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, we we uh, just a few episodes ago were... Yeah. Well, no, by the time this airs, this will be uh, our most recent episode was all about Trandoshans uh, and Wookiee uh, adventures, right? Right. It's not clear, like, why they're doing this initially. Like, you start to figure it out. I like that there is, like, some mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're using droids, too, which is, like, very suspect. Yeah, got some separatist droids. Apparently a Trandoshan mercenary group, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they said that they have military training. It's like, that's scary. I believe uh, their plan was to capture the ship and then sell it off to the separatists. In exchange for droids, they said, mm. yeah. And that sets up the next mission... Because then you go to Kashyyyk where you find out like the Trandoshans are launching this huge assault with the help of the Separatists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you um, eventually get find out where the, the Trandoshan dropship is, and so you go and blow it up. But just when you blow it up, then the Separatist Duker Hulk battleship shows up to claim its prize. And you have to hold off waves of uh, droids coming, and then you have to reroute some... Uh, uh, turbo laser batteries to help fight off the, uh, the separatist battle droid as they try to just blow up the ship. Well, then, then, then another uh, Republic ship comes in to back you up, and they give you a walker. What are they called? A-T-T-E? Um, well, actually, this is, um, what's his face? The advisor just hacks in and, and brings it up to assist you. Oh, okay. It was already on there. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So you get to sit in the gunner seat and just blow up all the little guys, which are actually really tough for you normally. <laughs> yeah. It's a good feeling. 
yeah, the part was pretty pretty intense at the end when you're just constantly hearing hull integrity at 50%. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Engines offline. Life support systems failing. You know, just every, All the systems just start going down. It's like, oh, I, falling apart. I hope I'm doing this fast enough. But you win. Huzzah. I know. You blow up the whole separatist ship. That's yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's just full of droids. Yeah, it's just, just droids. Probably a few nemoidians, but yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Something I guess we could touch on for gameplay is a lot of the time you have to fight droids that come out of droid dispensers yeah you stick in a quarter and you get a like wait <laughs> like is it making these droids on the fly or is it, it's it's just kind of a gamey thing yeah apparently it has infinite droids that can come out of it yep like, i don't know why they don't just send them all out at once if they're actually in there but, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's for the game i get it it's just funny mm -hmm. yeah so you have to sit there and either have one of your your buddies go and plant a bomb on it, or you sit there and hold a. You the sit there for like twenty for... seconds, yeah. <laughs> while you're getting shot up like crazy. Mm -hmm. That's that can be so hard. Yeah, so I guess after that one, we move on to the third and final act of the game, which takes place on Kashyyyk. I'll read the text. A plea for help from the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk reaches the ears of the Republic. The Trandoshans have invaded the planet and launched a cruel slave trade, apparently using separatist weaponry. The implication of an alliance between the factions is disturbing. Delta Squad's battle-weary commandos are sent on a dangerous mission of mercy. I love seeing Kashyyyk. It's great. This whole thing. Yeah, it's really fun to see the plan. I mean, we don't ever see Kashyyyk. Hardly at all. Even in episode three, when you're there in live action i mean you only get a few minutes of it mm -hmm. just like yeah, a couple scenes so this is really fun to see them actually say okay how do we how would we design a city how do you design uh all these different kinds of yeah locations yeah because otherwise you don't see that <laughs> hardly except for games really i mean games you get the most i know what okay. wookie living rooms look like <laughs> oh, oh of course from the great and glorious um holiday special yeah you got the kitchen you got a couch you got a tv up there a tv watch cooking shows and learn how to really cook up that bantha steak i really like when they are landing during the mission briefing mm -hmm. the whole time the uh advisor clone hologram is talking to you you can see out the door of the ship as they're landing you're just going down through layers and layers and layers of trees right. yeah the... yeah Treetop city. This is um Kachirho City. Oh. Yeah, so the main um point in this mission is you're set in to go rescue Tarful. Um as he's apparently been captured by some of the Trandoshan slavers. Yeah, and guess who's coming to take uh Tarful away? Yeah. You actually see General Grievous's ship land. Yeah, it's great. They're just instantly like, Oh, hold up. We're changing your mission parameters. You need to confirm that General Grievous is there. You do not get to fight Grievous in this game. No. <laughs> I tried to shoot him, but alas, it doesn't do <laughs> Did not. Tried to put an end to the Clone Wars, but... Uh, but you fight some Magna Guards. I thought this is great. I actually forgot that you even see Grievous. Well, and did you tell me this game came out a few months before the movie? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting, too. A little sneak preview. Of Grievous. Of Grievous and of Kashyyyk, 
sure, sure. some of these elements uh right it's setting it up play yeah. into what you see there yeah, yeah were the were the magma guards even in episode two no grievous just shows up uh seemingly out of nowhere in revenge of the sith well and when did um unless you'd seen yeah your uh the the tartakovsky Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that was the first introduction of General Grievous. Grievous appeared in that series in back in April of 2004. Oh, right. He like kills all the. He goes crazy. Kiara Mundi. Yeah. So yeah, after you destroy the magma guards and you rescue Tarful as well. Yeah, rescue Tarful. You're then thrust into the actual like battle for for Keshik. So you're you're trying to. Um, Get strategic advantage points to halt the droid advance um, into the city, and uh, like by dis- what is it? securing the bridge. You got to destroy the bridge. Oh yeah, destroying the bridge. Uh, so you you plant a charge on the bridge, and and it misfires. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's funny. Like oh, like boss is really mad about that misfire. <laughs> Misfire, misfire, who packed that charge? You're going to have to find another way to bring down that bridge. You have any more ordnance? Who packed that charge? (laughs) So mad. (laughs) You've got to shoot a rocket at the fuel line. I don't know. It's like, this is the most critical bridge, you know. You have to take out this bridge. It's like, did it really stop the invasion? Like, it doesn't seem like it did much. Mm. (laughs) But I think that then it probably forced... Them to do a uh, water assault, separatist, yeah, to do the the ground assault like we see in Revenge of the Sith, which probably was harder. I mm. I feel like Kashyyyk, they probably know that Kashyyyk's going to be a tough one to take over. Yeah, and so yeah, they had to switch their plan B, which is probably a lot more costly. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, but I was thinking similar to what we saw in the Clone Wars, or actually what we're going to see in season four of the Clone Wars with uh, the Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. The Separatists are getting the Quarren to like fight, encouraging this infighting. Yeah, yeah, kind of weakening the, the people by making them fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like they're looking into different systems that you know strategic systems, and they're like, hmm, yeah, what, what fires can we stoke here to just start start the the native populations to you know start a war against each other by supporting one side or another? It's like, oh yeah, terrible, <laughs> just awful. So here they're doing it with the Trandoshans. Uh, one thing I was that really surprised me. Look at this; they actually brought Geonosians. To fight yeah. on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird, <laughs> weird but I, that? that to me feels like I could believe that right. too. If these different groups are all really in league with each other, sure, they'd send different troops in and why not? I thought it made it really interesting to see them uh, in the big Wookiee trees. Like It's just such a weird... Um, yeah, they're like laying eggs and stuff. In the yeah, just a strange uh, combination of things, but I liked it. Yep, yeah, which ties into episode three then, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith. I thought they did a great job working all this in, though. I mean, obviously, Revenge of the Sith doesn't include any of the this stuff with the Trend Oceans or, or whatnot, but uh, the game makes it feel like you can really believe this is part of the same event. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I can imagine this happening, you know, a little further inland from where the battle is taking place that I see in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah. In in my book, this is all canon. Yeah. Everything's canon. So the Delta Squad has to split up again to get to separate 
uh, gun turrets. Yeah, ticked off. Because there's a big separatist ship that's dropping all these droids down. And you do blow up the ship. But uh, Sev gets lost, right? Yes. Then you find out that uh, actually the Republic is coming in with a massive force. (laughs) Which kind of is like scary when you see it and it's supposed to be scary like, mm-hmm. but you get yoda who's like the one leading the charge here you see him on the hologram you j- just whenever you see like all of these republic ships like we we saw that in episode two you know it's basically like here's the empire showing up at your door yep. <laughs> And that is what it turns into, is it becomes an imperial occupation. We've said that at a, uh, the end of a few Clone Wars arcs, um, mm. like in... Uh, the one with the lemurs. Yeah, the lemurs. And then I think on Ryloth, one of the characters sure, right, yep. right. also said, you know, what, that this feels like we've just traded one occupation for another. Is this any better? Yeah, that's just how it ends. Pretty much it. Um, I know they talked a little bit about they had two different endings that they were thinking, or like uh, for a sequel that they were thinking of going yeah. with. One was where the character that you don't know if he survived or not goes on to pretty much found the rebellion in charge of training rebel soldiers. Oh, wow. Sev gets left behind and then start like the rebellion. Yeah, I could see that starting here. Yeah. And the other one is uh, where you go on to hunt down a Jedi oh. <laughs> through Order 66. Um so those are the two things that they were thinking of going with. But alas, they didn't go with either of them because the game didn't do that well. It did okay, um, but it didn't do the best. And towards the end, some new guy took over the development of the studio and pushed forward all the resources after this into um, Battlefront 2, which came out. That's too bad because oh this game was very well received. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's books about these clones, and then I think there's a, some about another squad. Is it Omega Squad? Further commando stories. It's good. I feel like the second book, maybe? Was that the one? It was just pretty boring. Some of the, I mean, I think it, it goes to say for uh, most of the Star Wars books, they're kind of hit or miss. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you got to love it to read them. But. Mm-hmm. The sequel they didn't make was going to be called Imperial Commando. Yep. Yeah. Cody, I think we were talking in the Trandoshan episodes about Kashik. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that you do we not see Kashik in the Clone Wars series? I don't think so. I don't remember it. If you do, it's not like there's an arc set on it or anything. Yeah. Well, and because we were thinking probably the war hadn't quite gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Like this happens right before Revenge of the Sith and all the Clone Wars series has to happen between the movies. So I was, I was thinking like probably the next time we see Kashyyyk would be like in the Jedi Fallen Order game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which at that time it, it was the Wookiees are fighting against the Empire now and they have... Rebellion. Saw Guerrero's partisans. Yeah. Saw Guerrero's in that game. It's pretty neat. From Rogue One. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that was Republic Commando. Thanks for tuning in for this mid-season break. 
We'll be back with your originally scheduled Clone Wars programming here shortly. Kicking off Season 4. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you there. See you on Mon Calamari. Yes. Oh, yeah. Live. Live. Live from Mon Calamari. <laughs> Mon Calamari. All right. Deep, deep in the waters of Mon Calamari. We'll see you there, folks. All right. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap.